It's time to bring back the tweet cap. Let's bring it on together for the first the tweet song cap. In? You know, There you go. That's what it counts. All right. As we know, we bring stories, the trending stories in Twitter, focusing on entertainment and pop culture for this one. So, I know we also focus on news. I know I told you what I told you, but you know me, man. (laughs) Is what it is. Exactly. They get what they get. They don't get upset. (laughs) Giving me the great sound bite. So, with that, we're going to do three stories each by throwing an extra one because of if you got this far, you know how this is a special episode to give tribute to one person that we will definitely discuss. But yep. we'll start with uh, we'll start with me and then we'll go back and forth. So my first tweet cap story, Ryan, mm-hmm. big thing in the world the news of sports, Carl Nassib, oh, yeah. the defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders. came out and set, came out to the world and he becomes the officially the first openly he becomes the first openly gay active player in the National Football League. So, big news, this day has come and I'm proud to see most people support this and are happy to, that this kind of day's come. Of course, as in any other world, there are people who may disagree with what happened, but you know what, they suck and uh, <laughs> we'll just ignore them. And uh, we'll ignore their hate, I should say. And but no, ignore them. Yeah, exactly. Ignore. You're right. Ignore them. Ignore their hate. Ignore their attitude. They suck. But yeah, Carl Nassib, he was a star in uh, Hard Knocks for the Cleveland Browns, giving financial advice to a lot of players and (laughs) has had a pretty steady career in four seasons. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I heard of him. Yeah, you know 143 tackles already. He's already has 20 and a half sacks as an interception. He's a pretty legit player. This isn't just some guy, you know, on the uh, deep under the depth charts. This guy is a starter and has legit talent. Big star at Penn State mm-hmm. and uh, made significant history and taking a step in the right direction to include um what makes everybody great, no matter where they come from or who they are. So, Rod, what do you think about this significant day, not only in football, but also in sports? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, good on him for feeling comfortable coming out. I, mean, I think in the video, he even says, hopefully, they don't have to make a big deal about, you know, people yeah. coming out anymore someday. Obviously, that's not today. Um I do wonder if the timing was because it was June, but I try not to dwell too much on that because yeah. A, who cares if it was, it may very well have been like, I'm going to do this in June. Cause that's when people are talking about this and fine. It's his truth. It's who he is. He's being true to himself. I don't really care what day he does it. Um, and when I said that the, those people, um, ignoring those people, the people who have hate for it, uh, what I mean mostly is that they don't, uh, it's not their choice. Exactly. Uh, you know, you mentioned that some people disagree with what happened. I mean, what happened is this guy was born um, right. and this is who he is. So mm-hmm. you can't be like, I disagree with what happened. I disagree with who you are fundamentally. You know what I mean? So that's why you and just that's why we ignore them and they suck. Right. Because it's like it's not something that's disagreeable. There's nothing to disagree with. It was it's not an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a, it's not debatable. It's just what it is, what it is. Um I will say, unfortunately, this is the NFL. Uh, the NFL you know, actively booed after you know six months of being without sports. Uh, mm. Booed, um, you know, unity and not being racist uh, openly on live television. Yeah. So, I I don't believe he's going to have a very good time. Um, mm. Although I think he probably knows that. I hope he knows that. I hope I know there's a few players who have come out after retirement that right. are still like active and are still kind of advocating now. I hope that they kind of reach out because I feel like he's probably going to need some people. I know the Raiders, you know, on social media said something, you know, in terms of like support. Hopefully mm-hmm. that's real and not just, oh, thank goodness he did this in June. We can use the freaking Raider heart emojis now. Um, <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> so you know, hopefully, as a corporation and as a team, they are actually you know, hope you know, willing to provide support. Because unfortunately, I don't even. I mean, it's Las Vegas, so I don't know. But you can't, as we saw with Kansas City, um, who has you know many people of color on it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't always count on your fans uh, to be your support system. Uh, and in fairness to those fans. And I hate to defend people who do, you know, horrible things, but uh, we haven't gotten any better at being out in public since then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically in sports. I mean, the, you know, I was looking at things to talk about from like the last few weeks. Uh, I didn't want to go all the way back to the last time because that's not relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've just had, I mean, we've got assaults via water bottle. We have had fans try and jump oh, into the uh, <laughs> yeah, basketball yeah. courts. We've had fans streak across baseball stadiums. <laughs> like, there's been fights at baseball stadiums. Excuse me, at baseball stadiums. So, like, we're bad at being sports fans. Uh, yeah. I would like to say, controversial take. I know you do a bunch of sports stuff, but this is not one of your sports shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this has been brewing a long time, and I think the fact that we had a year off just accelerated the process. Sports has always been kind of. Um, Boorish, to use a, a fancy word, in hopes mm-hmm. that people who actually are that way don't know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and this is just an extension of that. I think, obviously, hype you know hopped up because we haven't had sports. But hopefully, hopefully it'll calm down. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and it will calm down. But I don't know if I am wrong. <laughs> oh, you make um, a great point. I mean, sports fans are- have always been a lot. They've always been loud. They've always been brash. When it comes to their teams and, you know, usually we're like, oh, it's just because of the passion. And I usually that's been accurate. You can just be like, oh, they're just passionate. But, you know, now they're potentially throwing, you know, homophobic slurs at people. So now it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? Right. You're right. And yeah. The sports fans, as much, you know, I do love them. I do like sports. I like sports. Yeah, Ryan's a big sports fan, and we love our sports. Big is is not the operative word, but I do like sports. (laughs) I do watch sports. So I'm not trying to be mean to everybody. Yeah, I'm not being mean to everybody in like, you know, you shouldn't like you should. I'm just saying people get really worked up over their favorite sports teams and over sports teams they dislike. And it it was kind of fun for a while. But we've seen, you know, people again. People are attacking players on the opposite team. Right. <laughs> that's it's, that we've. That's a different. That's a different level. And hopefully it calms down. But I'm I'm nervous. It's not going to. Right. You know, with a, with people being locked in and finally let out and showing that rowdiness and passion, the fact that our fans, you know, the bad apples who are willing to go yeah, to jail I mean, to fight people. And say it's happening so much. Like that's a lot of apples there. No, definitely. You have right. to cut down all that orchard and just try again next year. If this <laughs> is real apples, it's uh, it's definitely some people are a mess. And you, when you combine, of course, alcohol <laughs> as well. well yeah. It uh, which is, I will say, definitely a major factor. All the beer and drinks I think so too. have. It's just uh, please, please don't ruin it for us. And. <laughs> You know, where you now have places, securities are so crazy. Everyone has a video. If you're an idiot, you will go viral. Oh, yeah. Fights. You just you just have to. It really is on the individual person. Nothing beats to me going to a sports game and being around fellow sports fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, place be, when it's, it's done right, it's a great, you know, great experience. But when it's not, yeah, <laughs> it kind of it gets kind of scary. Right. Honestly, it's a lot of people to be drunk and angry. No, if if a crowd that's turns, yeah, that's a bad. Yeah, that's exactly that's a bad combo. You don't feel good when you're not in that crowd, but you see them like sitting behind you. So, <laughs> absolutely, and those any of those assholes at Raiders games or wherever they're going who do homophobic slurs to Nassib, you deserve all consequences and embarrassment. And please don't adhere to that stereotype of rowdy fans who are awful and Raider fans are one of the most passionate around the NFL. And I really don't want to see if uh, NASA misses a tackle that they say the F yeah. word after Suddenly that. it's okay to, you know what I mean? Like they would never have done it before, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Uh, it's bad even if they would have done it before, but they would have never said anything like that before. But now all of a sudden, you know, if he doesn't perform, now you've got all, yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping that exactly. doesn't happen, but we'll see what, we'll see what the first game brings. Absolutely. So 
big deal. I saw that Fanatics, he's the number one selling jersey right now. That's good. And um, yeah, it's just we're all excited for football. Let's continue to follow. Let's continue to be aware of how what happens when you're a dumb fan and get embarrassed like that. And let's enjoy one of the best things in life of going to a sports game or any sporting event, really. And the same for going back to concerts when they're coming back, wrestling shows, boxing matches, UFC, Broadway. Let's continue to uh, actually. I think Broadway could use a good brawler too. Just one or two, really spice it up. You'll get those tickets up. (laughs) If if somebody goes ahead and tries to take out Aaron Burr, save him from trouble. I'm just saying. I think that could really spice up uh, Broadway's image. That would be. That would definitely go viral. Please, by the way, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ryan, what's your first story? Sure thing. So, a while back. Uh, there was a high school girl who got kicked off of her cheerleading squad because uh, she didn't make varsity. I believe that's the, the story. Um, and she sent to students, other people on the team, so on and so forth, uh, Snapchat of her holding up the middle finger saying, you know, like, F this. Uh, not just F this. She actually said the word. But um, <laughs> she got cut from the squad that she was on. Mm-hmm. After that happened, uh, she didn't say it about anybody. She didn't say it at practice or even in school. She was at home Snapchatting friends. And one of the friends showed it to the coach and kicked her off the team. Um, So they, of course, sued the school. um, And the Supreme Court's been getting a lot of attention, mostly because of who's on it. Um, But in this particular case, Everyone but one justice was actually in agreement that the school was way out of bounds. And I agree with this, by the way, way out of bounds. Uh, The only one was, by the way, not a Trump appointee. It was uh, some old, much older guy, Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, every single other justice was like, yeah, there's no way to justify um, suspending somebody for something they did off campus. And I, again, I think that's good because, I mean, I'm not on a campus anymore. But at the same time, like, had I been like, it was almost like what we were talking about before. We were just a little early for this to be a problem for us. Mm-hmm. But for the people who came like directly after us, social media and what you say, I, I mean, you've probably worked with people on like your resume and stuff, right? Even. Yep. And they're always like, don't don't put your social media on. And it's, it's evolving a little bit. Uh, but don't put your social media on. Or if you do, like, again, for me as a communications person, I have all my social links everywhere. Uh, they're like, make sure you're constantly reviewing content, which is like exhausting. Could you imagine? I mean, I, I mean, you can't imagine because like me, you probably do it. Yeah. But like if every time you posted anything, it was like completely G-rated because you know that someone could be looking at it. And so just and we're adults. So that's a little different. But for kids to have to be constantly monitoring all of their online presence Everything they say to friends in like chats in like Snapchat and so on. That's just, that's too much to put on kids. And you might say, well, they shouldn't have access. And that's probably true. But since they do, we're not, you can't make it so they don't. Because we have age restrictions. You just skip them. I mean, I skipped their age restriction. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Are you 18? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, you were honest. And he's like, okay, yeah. yes, I was really born in 1997. Or no. Yeah. Well, it was I'm funny. I was born in 1925. I don't know if you did this, but on Facebook, I I did. Now, I got permission from my parents to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, I didn't get permission because I wasn't old enough. But as soon as like 1995, which is the year I was born, as soon as that was like eligible, I changed my birthday. <laughs> to make it so it was accurate so i was i like turned 20 like i turned 21 or whatever and then i immediately went back to what i needed to back to 18 or whatever you're right, was like, you're right um yeah, yeah so like um i just you know i mean the cats cats out of the bag as the old expression goes so i i was glad to see this i i've been following this personally for like a little bit because i was curious how it would go i was nervous they would go the other way uh, I don't know why. I mean, there's there's nothing particularly like, oh, this mm-hmm. person or that person. It was just, you know, in general, I was like, could you imagine if schools could start like following people on Twitter and yeah, just start not- doling out punishments? 
You, no. you, it's like that. You find out you're su- you get an email that you're suspended because you tweeted something. Um, Thank God that's not an option, man. And there are definitely some schools who wish it was. Yeah, I mean, obviously, violence and things that do like affect the classroom—that's different. Oh yeah. No, if she was like, you know, F insert the name of the person who got on the varsity team, then that's different, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe I, I, you'd have to look at the context. But if it's just like I'm upset, if being upset is now a you know grounds for removal. Yeah, and then they, she even did the right thing by not being upset publicly. Like she didn't put up a scene there. She was upset privately to her friends, or obviously to her friends and one person who's clearly not a, a friend. Snitch. Yeah, like uh, but, hey, uh, coach, look at this. Yeah, so like I'm just glad that that went that way. Um, again, no reason why I thought it would go the other way, but I don't know. I just think with social media being the way it is. People do use it to vent, and there's a lot of problems with that. But it, this is a kid, and there was nothing wrong with what she said. Frankly, for social media, it's tame. <laughs> mm-hmm, literally, People right? say some compared wild to, stuff on social media. Compared like, to what others do, I'm so. sure you could get expelled off of social media, but you know, Snapchatting F this or whatever, that's not – that shouldn't be one of those things. Yeah, so, like I'm glad this worked out. type of tweets – That'd be bad. <laughs> well, the, yeah, well, the Iron Sheik is definitely, uh, he's both a role model and a cautionary tale <laughs> um, because it's hysterical, but it's also at times very scary. And uh, like we, I tweeted at him uh, during the Masked Singer, not because I thought he was on, it was part of a thing that me and <laughs> my friend were doing. And I got like really nervous that he would respond. Like I sent it, it was funny. I was like, I hope he responds. And I thought about it, I was like, no. I don't want him to respond. <laughs> did <laughs> he? Any, did he, he ever? No, he because he'd be like, "F your family, Bubba." Like, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want to catch catch heat from the Iron Cheek. So, <laughs> luckily, he didn't. Yeah. Just my last point with this story is, you know, yeah. that line back in from um, the Aaron Sorkin movie that came out this year about Chicago uh, Seven. Yeah, Chicago Seven. Where Sasha Baron Cohen as Abby Kaufman says, I've "Yeah, I didn't know." Tri- yeah. We said never been on trial trial for my thoughts and still waiting for, you know, thank God we don't have that day where you can be and try for your thoughts. And God knows I said, this is my second story, (laughs) but go ahead. (laughs) And, um, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's part of your second story, we'll definitely get into it that time. But, um, let's just uh, appreciate that we can't get in trouble for our thoughts. But anyways, the other thing, another story I want to bring up, reported in the Washington Post today, the retail workers are quitting at a record rate for more high-paying qualified jobs. There's as much as 60, no 650,000 retail workers who left in May, their jobs in May. Someone who worked for retail for seven years. I understand that. And hearing one of the points who says, yeah, I'm not about living my life in a dead-end job, and you shouldn't. You know, having said that, there are some people who are more than happy to work at retail and strive to wanting to run a store. But, you know, there's also a majority who doesn't. And we don't want to be treated like shit to customers who think they're right. And we don't want to be talked down upon because of a certain store we work at or in a certain area. We have more worth than that. So I 10,000% support the people who want to go on to greener pastures. And, you know, in a time where who knows their retail is growing as e-commerce keeps growing more and more, it's a, uh, it's an interesting factor. And I think this is something to take note because, you know, quite frankly, you're not going to take it anymore. And I feel for every single retail worker, whether you work high in retail or low in retail, I think it was very interesting to see, um, these reports and seeing if it's a result of both, you know, the way just people want to get treated and maybe reevaluate what minimum wages in this country, as well as seeing the rise of is that, will there ever truly be a point, whether this lifetime or our lifetime, do we need a retail store as again, e-commerce is growing. I know Amazon has its criticisms, but they really do provide so many people with items they need like that. If you have Prime and seeing other competitors trying to do the same, I think Target Target had a Prime Day themselves this week, mm-hmm. and Walmart. I think it's just really interesting. This this type of story can lead a whole rabbit hole of where retail is going in general. And what do you think of this story and uh, that subject of where retail is going as well? Who's also worked in retail himself? 
Yeah, not nearly as long as you, but um, mm-hmm. I think this is possibly the dumbest non-story ever. It's, <laughs> boil down the headline just a little bit. Yeah. Employees take job with better pay. <laughs> that is the entirety of the story. <laughs> now, they, they weren't like all these employees, because, you know, I mean, we're seeing so much of this now where, you know, nobody wants to work. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I, w- I was when you sent it to me, I thought it was going to be a story like, uh, you know, Retail retail uh, employees are leaving at record rates because of COVID, and they're not getting other jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not working. They're just you know taking unemployment, taking time off, going back to school, so on and so forth. Right? That's what I was expecting. And when I read that all these people are working, they're just working for more money. I was like, that's just how employment works. Yeah. Right. They left a bad job and got a better one. <laughs> I mean. I guess they quit before they maybe they quit before they got the better job. Is that where the story is? I, I don't see I don't see a story other than yeah, retail is probably in a lot of trouble. Um, but it was piggybacking off of something I saw earlier this week because American Airlines was trending and they had a similar thing. They uh, don't have enough staff. They're canceling flights now because they don't have enough employees. That's what they're saying. But they got a bailout. Management hasn't changed any of its pay scale, and they cut twenty thousand employees during over the course of COVID. I'm like, you're, you mean you mean to tell me that's somehow the former employees' fault? Like <laughs> silly employees, why didn't you sit and wait for us to hire you back? Like, and again, they get probably get paid a little better than retail, but still not necessarily. You know, unless you're like. A freaking pilot yeah. <laughs> you know there's not like necessarily a lot of room for growth depending on what part of the company you work for so like i just don't understand these stories that have been coming out um but i do understand them because i mean i use a term all the time that people in my immediate family have like criticized me for using telling me it's not real uh underemployment Mm-hmm. And no one sees it as real. If you have a job, you're happy. In, fra- in fairness, schools do it too. When they give you those numbers, like if you graduate, get your you know, get your bachelor's degree, and then go work as a bar- barista or at Starbucks or whatever, yeah, right. Like they count that you're employed, and so they're going to be like ninety five percent of our people find p- employment after they leave college, and that's true, but. Not everyone is working in the field. So when you yeah. go there <laughs> to become, you know, a scientist or you go there under, you know, pre-law because you want to be a lawyer, they're not promising you that. They're promising you that you'll get hired be either being the lawyer or bagging groceries. It'll be one of the two, but you'll get a job. And that's seen as a success. And it's it's not. And I think we're seeing this now. Like, I, I read the article. One guy had that. He was underemployed. He had a master's degree. But this is who was hiring when he needed a job. So he worked at like a Whole Foods or whatever, something like that. I don't mean to defame Whole Foods. I don't remember what it said. But uh, he worked at a grocery store. And like, again, customers were being rude. The mask thing, you know, pe- a couple of people on staff got sick. He's like, why am I here? Yeah. Why would I be this stressed and this exposed to illness all day? I'm smarter than this job. And it's not that people who work in those jobs aren't smart. It's just like he's literally more qualified than that job. Definitely. That job is not even remotely close to the qualifications that this particular person had. And I think people are just done working at jobs that they're not qual- that they, they, people don't want to be underemployed. I I just had an argument with somebody talking about all the jobs that are available. Uh, Cause you see all these stores, they do have help wanted signs. Oh yeah. And they're like, nobody wants to work. I said, you know, I could take three of the jobs on Main Street. This this person lived in a, a, a small little city, right? Not even mm-hmm. a city, a town. And they had a Main Street. And again, every one of these like clothing stores, coffee shops, so on and so forth, had a help wanted sign. I said, I could work at, granted, I have a job and it's fine, but I could work at three of those places starting tomorrow. I could work out the schedule and work, you know, 60 hours a week at all of those places. And I still would not be able to pay off my student. Yeah. Period. I mean, maybe I could if I had absolutely nothing else to buy. If I sold my car, if I lived rent-free somewhere, and if somebody mm-hmm. else took all of my groceries um, and paid for my health insurance, um, then, I, then, then, yes, okay. then I could start paying it down. But if I had to support myself, even just myself, 
I could take three of those jobs and still be nowhere close to the amount of money that I would need. So it's just beyond. I don't understand how these big companies, like I said, American Airlines was confused. All these big retail stores are confused. Like, and in the article is like they're upset because government jobs pay fifteen dollars an hour, which is by the way just barely enough. Maybe yeah. not even enough. Yeah. But it's, I'm like, could you imagine being upset that? Well, how is that fair? These people pay fifteen an hour. If you can't pay fifteen an hour, close. <laughs> you don't get to. You don't get to have a business. Close. Exactly, and that's not that's, true. You have. You know, that's not true. I, I, let me, I amend that statement. You can have a business, but you can't be upset when nobody wants to work for ten dollars an hour. Exactly, and you can't oh. be upset when someone who does work for ten dollars an hour leaves as soon as fifteen dollars an hour comes on the table. It's literally the system that you benefit from when you own a business. The capital, you know, capitalist system. That's how it works. You're supposed to acquire wealth by making more money. So to stay someplace because you need an employee when they're not paying them equal to the other guy makes no sense. So that's why I was when you told me that story, I was like, it's crazy that this is trending. It was trending like number two. Yeah, here. number two. And I was like, why are people so fascinated by, again, essentially, employee gets better job. It's the we're not going to take it, Matt, uh, motto. And hopefully, again, hopefully it changes. Hopefully people start paying more. Like you said, seriously, minimum wage needs to be like $30 an hour federally. Like the problem is, I mean, in fairness, then you do have to pay more when you do stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. People get mad about you. So you you, you can't can't have it both ways. I agree with that because there are people who say, yeah, $30 an hour, but will be furious when they pay $20 at, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm like, for every dollar it goes up, your price does have to go up. But it's not a dollar for dollar thing. For every dollar you pay more, it probably goes up like, what, 10 cents? There's a study on it. Don't quote me. Look it up. It, it's not proportional. You can pay more without incurring that much more cost. But there is a cost increase. So if you're one of those people who you know constantly wants higher minimum wage, I'm with you. But you're going to have to pay more for Starbucks, and you just are. So... <laughs> For every action, there's equal opposite reaction, and yeah. there's somebody Which who I'm willing to do. By the way, yeah, and I think I'm definitely fine. willing to have these conversations and hear these people. If we stories. all make more, then we can pay more. It yeah, works. it works. It should work fine. It should <laughs> even out eventually, right? And like that's what I do with how I want my career to go back on track. And you know, I've worked really hard to get my resume where it is, and really hard. And paying for it every day for how much I have to pay for school. It's just like I want to go for what I was um, working for, you know, and I think everyone has a right to try to do that if it's possible. I understand not everyone's able to do that. And I'm very yeah. fortunate I'm in this position where I can apply for what I feel best a I'm suited for to continue my career and TV production specifically, TV film production. But like I do feel for these people that they should understand their worth and make the most of it. And 100%. there's the will, there's a way. And uh, with that, what's your next story, Ryan? So if you rewind, ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit, Matt said, thank God we can't get in trouble for what we think. Mm-hmm. Thank God we can't be put on trial for our thoughts. Well, if you're listening to us from Florida, that is no longer accurate. Oh, no. So State University <laughs> faculty, students, uh, and staff in Florida, this is as of today. It was I not I didn't hear I think this came out of nowhere, by the way. Like the governor of Florida today said that um, in an attempt to save America from indoctrination, he's going <laughs> to <a> real quote. <laughs> yeah. He's going to survey everyone who's at college to see if there's enough diversity of intellectual thought. And if you don't know what that means, the Republican governor of Florida wants to know how many young Republicans go to college. And if not enough of them go to college, the state schools can lose funding. They will cut funding from state schools if not enough Republicans go to school there, uh, according to the survey. Now, I have not seen what the survey looks like. Maybe it will be better than I'm anticipating. But uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because Two weeks ago, and it was two weeks ago, so I wasn't going to bring it up till this story came today. Uh, the term Orwellian was trending. Do you know the the word Orwellian? Derivative of uh, Orwell, nineteen eighty four, the book. Yeah, like Big Brother and stuff yeah. like that, so, and having control, more of a control. Right. In this world. And so, a lot of folks of a certain political ideology 
really, really like to use the term Orwellian to describe anything they disagree with. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that there isn't a little bit on both sides of people just disliking things they disagree with, by the way. But it is factually not the definition of Orwellian because it's not people taking control of what you think. I mean, maybe maybe they're exerting some authority, sure, but not taking control of what you think. This is literally a government taking control of the way you think. If you think wrong, your school is required to change or lose their funding. That's li- that is literally what he's looking for. And again, indoctrination could mean anything. Like, what is the level of indoctrination? Where what is there's no definition. Does does he mean you support you know um, the BLM movement? Is that indoctrination? If they find too many students on campus support that movement, oh, they've been indoctrinated. Like, what what do they mean by indoctrination? That's why I want to know. And but there is no definition because the answer is there is no definition. He's going to look at a bunch of schools and find the ones that are the most liberal, and he's going to cut all their funding. And he's going to say he's doing it to save America, and he's going to get reelected, and then he's going to run for president. That's what's going to happen. His name is Ron DeSantis, in case you when, didn't know that. When but does the surveys get distributed? Start, oh, so this new law or whatever, I don't think it's a law. I think it's an executive order. But this new order, rule, et cetera, takes effect in July, July 1st. <laughs> so obviously they're not students right now. So I don't think they'll actually do the surveys. I think this was probably he announced it now so they can have the surveys and make start making them over the summer and then probably smack people with surveys in the first quarter. So now on top of trying to learn, you know, at school, you also have to take the stupid state survey. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm like, are colleges going to try and teach students how to like pass the survey? Are they going to like get a group of people together and say, you guys have to be our token conservatives, even if you're not? We just need you to say the most conservative things you can think of on the survey so we don't lose funding. Like, like how is this going to work? How can you possibly mandate that students think a certain way? They're students. I'm from freshman <laughs> year Ryan to senior year Ryan. The course of four years are almost completely different people. You go into high school to now, I mean – I would be unrecognizable to old me in terms of the way I think and the way yeah. I process things, the maturity with which I bring. Not necessarily, by the way, that my trip maturity went up, but it is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just it's insane to me that this is there. And again, so Orwellian was trending again today. Thank goodness. Finally, somebody used the term in the correct way. <laughs> Obviously, Governor DeSantis was trending today, uh, mostly calling him mean names. But uh, my last... Maybe not my last episode. I think it might have been my last episode mm. of Solo. Or uh, one of them. When I talked about um, making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. Maybe it wasn't my last one. It was It was toward the end. Yeah. But, you know, everybody was uh, kink-shaming her because she cheated on her husband with a guy who looked like Zangief from Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Which, have you? I don't know if you saw those pictures. They were oh, I saw those stories. Um, it's... Uh... It's funny how when you see someone like that personality and they really not embrace their stereotype, but they just <laughs> are their stereotype. They just continue. And then the same with the whole state of Florida doing this. And can I also ask, in fairness, think- I don't believe the whole state. I think it's just the governor <laughs> com- making the state do it, which is part right. of the problem. Exactly. But- All I'm saying is Florida knows how to make headlines. Is that stereotype? Well, yes. That no. Florida's got you know, a collection of people that um, I, that's not true. I mean, I've always enjoyed going to Florida. Yeah, uh, it's, it I don't is like a great governor state. specifically, but that's not an indication on the entire state necessarily. But I was saying there was a lot of people making fun of at that, you know, of Marjorie Taylor Greene at that point because of this, because of the Zangief thing. And I mean, this is a person who believe, you know, has been telling people all these lies for such a long time. I'm like, or, or and this is something that's happened. I see it a lot on like late night shows. A lot mm. of people like to call Donald Trump fat. Yeah. Uh, and maybe part of it is because I'm also a little bit bigger. I've lost some weight. I'm proud of that, but I'm definitely yeah, not skinny. Good, Ryan. Um, there's just so much bad going on right now. You don't. Fat is the low hanging fruit. <laughs> That's nothing. It's, like, he's, it's so bad that how can you go with fat? 
when there's so much to actually be upset about. And again, with Ron DeSantis, you know, to make fun of his hair. I saw some people make fun of his hair today. Like, okay, yeah. He's got, you know, his hair looks like it was, you know, molded out of plastic. Like a Woody doll, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Fine. He's literally telling students in Florida how to think. But by the way, they're not all Floridians. There are state schools, so they're probably mostly people from Florida. <laughs> but anyone can go to school in Florida. So now people from all over the country go to school in Florida and have to meet a litmus test that their governor just came up with. Indoctrination. Do you feel there's a federal judge who will shoot this down or will he get no to idea. the masses? I would love – again, I would love to talk to someone who knew more personally because mm-hmm. I think – again, just – and it's only because of how often the word Orwellian trends. Yeah. Every time like Nancy Pelosi does something – Every Republican senator right. tweets like, you know, we're living in 1984, you know, the Orwellian Democratic leadership. You know what I mean? Like, because in the, usually they're just doing usually they're just doing their job. Like they're just exercising the actual authority they have. Mm-hmm. Like when they passed uh, when they were passing things off the reconciliation process, that was a, a, a story uh, where they didn't need any Republican votes. Everything was Orwellian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Josh Hawley lost his book deal. And that was cancel culture or Wellian. They're telling you how to be right. No, you just lost the book deal. You silly goose. Um, silly goose. <laughs> silly goose indeed. But this is literally a government agency t- saying, by the way, if you think this way, you're wrong and you owe us money. You suck. I mean, that's literally the definition. So I want to talk about that simply because finally the term, the term was getting used on Twitter correctly, and the internet is so bad at using terms correctly that I felt Twitter needed an applause from me. I'm not going to clap loud because we're <laughs> audio, but golf clap on screen for Absolutely. finally getting the definition of a basic term correct. When the day comes that we can have somebody do the actual soundboard, that you would definitely put the uh, the applause clap there? right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's. Uh, it's definitely interesting to see where this goes. If we're really at a point where the governor of a state can really try to influence how you think. And I guess we'll see how the story develops throughout the summer. Um, influence is one thing. Mandate. How you think. <laughs> yes. Better require you to better. Require a percentage of you to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. So my next question or my next story I want to bring up, I should say. Yep. Now, this story I get is probably a boomer thing to bring up, but I just think it's <laughs> it's very interesting because, like, this is the last of a certain breed. So Elton John announced his – he was in the middle of his farewell tour, then COVID hit, and he re- announced his final dates for yeah. the next two years. And he said his very final show ever will be at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Where it all started, November 22nd. Yeah, his big first stadium. The first stadium tour, stadium show was that. The fame, there's famous pics of him going around in a full (laughs) Dodger Stadium crowd. Now, Elton John, it it also makes me like take a second to think, like, wow, some of these artists that we thought were old as kids are like, there's something (laughs) to really push about. (laughs) This is guys pushing music for five decades. Like, when I realized we're in the 2020s, that's really to take a second back. Like, the 70s are 50 years ago. 50. Yeah. And yeah, I just think Elton John, I no matter who you are, whatever age, there's always great music. Certain Elton John songs will put people in the moves, whether special love songs. I wonder if there'll be any Elton John played at your wedding. Um, I hope with mine. And obviously, there's some bops that get people dance, even the stereotypical. Oh, you know, white people dance to this one, but um, <laughs> anyone could enjoy great Elton John music of all um, thing. It's not like the stereotypical, you know, that famous playlist songs white people listen to and Elton John might be there. Have some songs there. But I think here's some songs that anybody can enjoy and bounce around with. But yeah, Elton John ending his career. I'm just wondering for someone who's seen so much of the world in life, obviously he had that movie made about him take, Tiger Egerton played him. I, I I think again, maybe I'm just being a boomer in this sense and just bring it up. Elton John. I mean, who, when you have a world where Little Uzi is up on the charts and Lil Nas X, and then Elton mm-hmm. John's announcing his farewell tour, which so many people will watch and list will still be a team to. I'm just curious, what do you think of this? And we're starting to now live in an era where some of these artists are, you know 
ready to close their careers. And it's just cool that their music will always live on. What, what do you think about this? And maybe what if there's a bigger picture in the, this story yeah. and the end of an era? So I didn't read the trending on this. I didn't read the comments uh, mm-hmm. that were going around on this one. But uh, one, you never say never with musicians, right? Like he could yeah. have an idea for a song and she'd be like, I'm going to release it. <laughs> like uh, Kiss, so, right? So many farewell right. tours, Kiss. So you never Kiss. know, like really know with True. a musician, especially one as you know talented and world famous as Elton John. Uh, but also I, I like that you mentioned Lil Nas X specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know Lil Uzi at all. I know nothing about him. <laughs> I dance to the songs on the songs white people dance to list. Of course. So I don't know Lil too. Uzi. I do, <laughs> I do know Lil Nas X. And yeah. I would bet, and again, I didn't check, and maybe he didn't, but I would bet he probably tweeted about this. And if he didn't, he probably will. Because, I mean, if you look at Elton John's career, and I'm a music nerd, I'm a history nerd. Yeah. So you mix that together, that's pretty, you know... It is what it is. Anyway, um, there's a, not a chance that Lil Nas X is Lil Nas X without Elton John and many yep. other people in between there. I mean, it's not like Elton John and now Lil Nas X there are people in between. <laughs> but, um, like, there is not a chance. I mean, and not to cast any aspersions on hip hop, but there's not a lot of people like Lil Nas X in the hip hop genre. Mm. So he certainly wasn't taking very many cues from that. And someone who knows more about hip hop is probably going to absolutely just skewer me with like a list of however many names, like two or three names of people. And that's fine. Do that because I would love to hear about it. But I stand by the fact that in terms of the showmanship, the pop, like especially what we're seeing now from Lil Nas X, not maybe not Old Town Road Lil Nas X necessarily, (laughs) but like, you know, this evolved version who's, I mean, he's he danced. He dances. He yeah. didn't dance in Old Town Road. He did like his little giddy up thing. He's like <laughs> choreographed dancing. Not that Elton John did that, but like he's a showman. And also he's, you know, out. And <laughs> those are things that were not popular before Elton John. Yeah, he, he um, did it very early in his career. He came out, which was a big thing, but he was, even, bef- even before then, I think, he was always like a, a, a showman. Like He was yeah. always with the crazy costumes. And of course. Again, you know, a, a, a piano player filled Dodger Stadium. With yeah, him. right. But I will say, you talk about songs, you know, the, the songs that white people dance to. One song that I don't even think white people can dance to is Crocodile Rock. Yeah. Have you ever listened to that song? Like, really listened to that song? I listened to it on repeat one day. I was driving. You know, it's, it's been a very really, long time really, for that one. It's a really, really silly song. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like they do that part, yeah. which is silly. Uh, but the lyrics are, uh, it's a dumb song. So I know that that's probably on that list I have on Spotify. That's probably on the playlist. Uh, I'm officially uh, asking and I hope somebody will second me that we remove it. Crocodile Rock. Um, I'm glad he wrote it because it gives me a chuckle, but it's a dumb song. Yeah, Crocodile <laughs> Rock is a dumb song. Crocodile Rocking is something shocking when your feet just can't keep still. I never knew me a better time. A better time I, guess I, never I guess I never will. I guess I never will, yep. Oh, Lottie Mama, those Friday nights <laughs> when Susie wore her dresses tight and the Crocodile Rocking was out of sight. <laughs> yeah it's a dumb song but um so i do want the, i'm petitioning for that to be removed from the playlist uh but everything else like i said i like elton john and don't know if i believe that he's done i think he's done for a little bit and then we'll see where uh where time takes us what if he was on the season finale of the mass singer or is that too I'd get obvious him instantly <laughs> i got nick lachey instantly <laughs> That's another spoiler, but I'm not going to tell you what season. I'm not going to tell you what character. I'm not going to tell you what place he came in, but I will say, watch it from the first season all the way to the most current season. And one of those people is Nick Lachey. That's your clue. My favorite is, um, I really like the, like the movie scores, like the, like the sound, like the, uh, um, Lion King, him doing that's incredible. And, um, I really like Saturday night. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think just it's cool to see 
full circle for an artist like that who's very yeah, well it's awesome when you can do like the the symmetry like that so that's pretty cool yeah major influence like with lady gaga was a big deal i'm sure she said something to that and uh you know eminem all these artists he has a lasting <laughs> impact for real <laughs> that's that's a fun that yeah for, i literally <laughs> forgot about stan you could have been like you could have been like there's a rapper who worked with elton john and i still wouldn't have got it (laughs) and i know the song but i would have been like who did elton john work with elton john i was like maybe snoop i I would have never i would i've completely completely forgot about that song Mm -hmm. for sure yeah that's a weird song too it's better it's better than crocodile rock Very dark. Stand yeah. greater than Crocodile Rock. Neither of them make a heck of a lot of sense in terms of like why anybody would actively listen to them, but <laughs> it's better. Hot takes is love as always. But um, what's your next story, Ryan? Your last one for today, and then yeah, one so after between that. two. So instead, I'm gonna tell a story. What's up? So imagine. I know you in particular. You've been um, you've been on a, a string of dates recently right <laughs> so imagine this oh, yeah. you're going on a date right and you've got your little the rose on because you met over the internet you've never seen each other before you get a rose on <laughs> so you're, i'm the one with the rose you know and you walk into the bar we're allowed to do that now it's no yep. longer pandemic rules um and you see the person in the black dress so you know that's her you sit down next to her and you think of your first line you order yourself a stiff drink you tap her on the shoulder and say excuse me ma'am then whatever the line is i couldn't think of one i'm already engaged so i don't have to do that anymore (laughs) exactly so she turns around you see the black dress turns around and she has the face of an actual elephant this is the premise of a real tv show Oh my God! I've heard this one. It'll tell me more. <laughs> so I'm. I want to get the name right of the new TV show. I saved it specifically because. Here we go. Which I know. I, I was going to say it. Netflix, of course. Of course. It's <laughs> Come on. So. Uh, I believe it's Netflix UK. In fairness, but <laughs> the circle came to America. Um, I think too hot to handle came to America. So this will come to America. Sexy Beasts will come to America. Sexy Beasts, if you don't know, like I said, the premise is two people who have never seen each other before go into hair and makeup, get a full prosthetic put on their face so you cannot tell any of their features. And then they have to meet each other on a date. So it's like a weird blind date, but it's not a blind date. So it's like, I mean, so Love is Blind took off because of the pandemic because people were inside, right? Actually, it was a little before the pandemic, but um, it took off because, like, again, you didn't see each other at all on that one. It's like the circle. You're completely isolated. You didn't see anybody. It was just, you know, talking and, like, texting and such. So this, I guess, they're like, what if we did that, but we put them in the same room? And somebody accurately said, well, how are we going to make it a blind date if they can see? And instead of, you know, blindfolding them, which would have been far cheaper, they decided to give each one of them a full prosthetic makeover. Um, and if you look at the picture from the, like, the preview, the still, I said elephant. That's not correct. I believe this is a dolphin. Uh, I, I might send you the pic so you can see it and use it in the promo. Um, Are you but, able to put it up? Like, is it on a phone is, or is the screen too late? I mean, it's for- on my phone. I can I'll hold it up so you can see it. But, uh, Let me see if you can. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good image. Wow, that looks really animated. So for anyone who's listening, Ryan's showing a picture of someone who looks like they're one of the Star Wars characters back there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even look like a dolphin. It looks like an alien of some kind. And so that's the premise of this show. They're going to test the chemistry between people who can't see one another. But again, instead of just like turning their backs like the voice or wearing a blindfold <laughs> or not being in the same room god forbid if we've had enough practice they're, they're going to meet in public in a real place just dress i'm sure it won't be public public i'm sure it'll be a, a studio but still yeah they're gonna be they're gonna meet at like an actual place dressed in a prosthetic animal face nope. it's like the mass singer but for dating and not celebrities it's i think it's funny the name really brings it together 
And the name is what confirmed to me they wanted it to be animals, by the way, because sexy beasts is what was trending. And so Love is Blind is also was trending. Someone said, wow, you guys really couldn't just make season two of Love is Blind because it is. Almost <laughs> so. But um, yeah, sexy beasts. Who That's, says? Because <laughs> they're animals, get it? Yeah. And they're who, dating. Sexy who says, beasts. Who says these studios are losing money when you can green light these shows? Honestly, Netflix ha- must have <laughs> stupid money. If they're yeah. Like, yeah. We'll we'll let the dolphin and the fl- flamingo date on TV. That's fine. Oh, listen, I support anyone who gives people and crews jobs, but damn, that's just. Well, I'm gonna do you one funny. better, Matt. What's that? Anyone who can hear me, Matt is a skilled production professional. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing Sexy Beast is missing for an American <laughs> run is Matt. So Thank you. Netflix, shit. if you're listening. If you're listening, Netflix, Matt is willing to do Sexy Beasts USA. That's right, Ted Sarandos. <laughs> There'll be Eagles, probably. An apple pie. One person just looks like Uncle Sam. It'll probably be a woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think <laughs> maybe not this July, right? Obviously, that's a quick turnaround to film an entire TV show. Mm-hmm. But... If we don't have it filmed and ready to go out by next July 4th, an entirely America-themed Sexy Beasts, I don't know what we're doing. I don't even know why we're here. We can pack there's, it up. There's plenty of we bars lost. that will need the uh, publicity. So Netflix, Netflix UK. The UK will have one if we let them. If we seed this ground right now, if we give Sexy Beasts to cross the pond and we don't retaliate the Sexy Beasts USA, I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> I don't know what this country stands for. Well, neither do I. Who, who would have thought this uh, out of the uh, Biden, starting the Biden administration out of the pandemic, and we're starting to think about. <laughs> I don't know how we can blame Joe Biden for this. <laughs> we could think about how we, how far we've come with stuff like that. But hey, never a dull moment, right? And that's why we love our TV. Even the craziest ideas in the streaming in the streaming era can uh, be anything greenlit. can be made. So don't give up people on your if dream. dolphin prosthetic is good enough you can have a tv show <laughs> absolutely and the final tweet cap story to talk about for this week is uh as i talked about in the cold opening of the show and put it throughout tonight thursday june 24th it's conor o'brien's final episode as a late night talk show his final late night show airs tonight on TBS at 10 p.m. Honestly, if you're listening to us pre then, I give you permission to pause. Don't stop. Pause and go watch <laughs> it. And um, yeah, Conan O'Brien, Ryan, how about that? You know, I've talked throughout a lot throughout and posted on my social media this week and had the cold opening about Conan. Let me ask you, Ryan, when Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien's name is mentioned, what comes to mind? Clueless gamer. Mm hmm. Specifically, that was my favorite bit that he did. Yeah, um, ever. He did, but he um, did a, a best of this week. If you want to check that I'll out, have to look YouTube. at that. I didn't see yeah. that. But um, yeah, the Clueless Gamer I think is hysterical. Um, only because I have friends who are. I mean, I play a lot of video games, but I've got friends who play like a lot of video games who are very yeah. good at them, and I obviously play games with them. And I feel like Conan O'Brien <laughs> when I do that because uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening a lot of the time. I'm just. I'm not quite at that skill level. I don't have enough time. But um, yeah, I, I think of that, obviously. But also, I feel like Conan is just, he's kind of understated in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. So I go on YouTube. I do not watch any any late night TV shows. I work. I watch TV with Melissa. And when we go to bed, and I usually am on video games or on my laptop. I don't watch TV late at night. Yep. Um. But the next morning, I usually watch the opening monologues. I'm not. I'm also not a big interview guy. Mm. Um, I mean, I like talking, so I like giving interviews. But right. I don't do. I don't necessarily need to listen to every celebrity I've ever met. Um, if and there's the like a subject, doing- right? If there's like a specific subject that I see on like YouTube, I'll click on that. That sounds interesting. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't. And when I go through my monologues, right? I I watch Kimmel who you know I actually don't necessarily like his show. <laughs> I just like his monologues. Um, Colbert, I, who I do like his show, but I, I watched his monologues too. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I sometimes watch not the monologue because he's not a very good monologue, but Seth Meyers does those closer looks like yep. every week. I'll sometimes do that because that feels very weekend updatey, which I, I watch weekend update every week too. If I even yep. if I don't watch SNL, I go on YouTube and I watch the entirety of Weekend Update. Yep. Um, so I would say, and then Trevor Noah, I'll watch some of his uh, segments, but mostly Kimmel and Colbert actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who I usually watch. Oh, and Corden, I actually really like his monologue. But anyway, that's yeah. not the point. Um, the point is, I never watch Conan when I do that, but whenever there's like a viral clip, like an actual interview or an actual skit, not necessarily, but usually whenever there's something like that, especially like the offsite ones that he does with like Gail Godot. Yeah. Heard, uh, like it's always coded. So like he, he just has the best interviews. I listened to his interview uh, with Ronald Reagan's son, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> um, right after January 6th. And I actually found a lot of a like, solace and be even some laughter in a pretty serious topic um so i think he's got the best interviews it's just not something i listen to a lot of um and again like i said clueless gamer his um his tinder and his grinder uh (laughs) skits his um everything he does in his office and i mean kimmel has tried to do similar things and it never pans out even though i watch kimmel every morning i watch his monologue every morning um Whenever I try to watch when he, when he does like his skits with his office and stuff, it's never the same. Conan is right. just there's something about Conan that I think his writing. I think it must be his writing, um, or maybe his delivery. I don't know, but something about Conan is just different and it's better. Um, so I know he has a new show, so I'm not all that you know worked up about it. Exactly, it's, it's not he's not going away. He's not done. He's not retiring like Elton John, only to come <laughs> back in a few years to Dodger Stadium. Um, but he uh, he is leaving uh, late night, and I think he's joining a better format. Like I said, yeah, I like I like the format that John Oliver uses. You know, I based a lot of what I shouldn't say base because base would make it sound like I was able to successfully replicate it, and mm-hmm. I wasn't. But if I could have, I would have loved to successfully replicate John Oliver uh, when I came up with the tweet cap um, solo version. So again, not what it came out to be, but that's what I would love to mm-hmm. have been if it had worked. So um, I think that he'll do great there. I feel bad for Andy Richter because now he's kind of without a job. But uh, Yeah, I don't think – I'm not 100% sure if he's going to the HBO show. I think I don't think he is. not. Yeah, I think he I did, did a, a whole interview with him. I read yeah. a whole interview about it with him, um, in, obviously in preparation for tonight. Um, and, yeah, no, I mean, he's got some stuff, he said, but he's not going with Conan, that, mm-hmm. at least not yet. Who knows? Things, can't, things can change, but right. it's not the plan right now. So he's very funny too. Uh, actually, I think all the sidekicks are pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know why, but I laugh at every single one of them, even the ones on the shows I don't necessarily like. Like, Fallon's is funny, mm. and I don't yeah. really watch a lot of Jimmy Fallon. That guy, Steven, uh, Steven what's his name, Higgins is good. Yeah, yeah he's good. Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo is probably the funniest. Kimmel, but, I agree. Um, and then there's, uh, what's... John Gordon ba- have? Gordon, Gordon has Reggie, what's his name? Oh, no, that's Reggie. the band leader, Reggie Watts, but he has another guy. And I don't remember his name. He does wow. accents, kind of. He's pretty funny. I must be missing that. I, I thought it was him. <laughs> I no, don't watch yeah, and then there's while, Reggie. So. Yeah, there's Reggie. But um, who's also pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And then, yeah, Colbert doesn't have one. He just has uh, John. Yeah, his Oh, actually, leader. no. But you know who he kind of had during, like, COVID? He had on every episode his wife was yeah. laughing in the background. So <laughs> that kind of worked. You know, she like Evie Colbert. Colbert as his, uh, as his wingman. And then uh, Paul Schaefer was great for Letterman. Yeah. So so the sidekicks and the band leaders, I feel bad for them in particular because they won't be coming with him to the new format. But also, this makes him, John Stewart, John Oliver, obviously Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. I think you could pretty safely say that uh, Trevor Noah at this point is the same exact format as as those guys now even though he's right. on actual TV he doesn't he still doesn't do the live shows and frankly I don't know if he ever should go back to the old format mm-hmm. with the you know like a, he should go to exactly the way John Oliver does it pick one story like he's been doing yeah and talk about it I think that's what he should do the whole time, but we'll see. I do think that's his strength. It's, you know, and he, again, the COVID, and COVID helped too. him do that. Like he wasn't able to do that. He had to follow the old John Stewart formula, and now I don't think he does. Now I think he could do 
his way because his way is getting super popular. Right. You know? And look what it's leading to. And yeah, you know, we know one thing. You know who would be good for Jeopardy if they're still finding a host? I think Eddie Richter. He's been on Celebrity Jeopardy before. He's very smart. I think that he yeah. could, should be considered as a Jeopardy host. Well, we have to wait for LeVar Burton, uh, end of July. Is that what the July 26th? Do they make the announcement when he's going to do his audition shows? Yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to plug it on your show because obviously <laughs> he needs me to tell people to watch TV. The oh, but man. I think he'll do good. I haven't been that impressed with anybody yet, except for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and we know whatever he's he's. I think he could do it. Yeah, seriously, because yeah, we'll he get clearly rated. is done with football. Uh, yeah, right. Lavar <laughs> uh, Le- Burton Jeopardy. July twenty third to thirtieth. Okay, that's so if you exactly don't watch a month Jeopardy, from today. Yeah. Pretty much. So if you don't watch Jeopardy next month, you're watching Jeopardy. Right? <laughs> if you want the host of Reading Rainbow to be the host of Jeopardy, and we all should want that, this is our moment. Need your support. Need your support. But yeah, you know, back to Conan. You, know, one thing I think you really say that Conan so has such an influence, but he is oddly understated too. Mm-hmm. But I think Conan perfectly embodies intelligence with comedy. Like he's very smart. I mean, he went to Harvard, Harvard, for, yeah, for history. And um, but a lot of comedians go to Harvard. Yeah, a lot of writers. Funny how that works. But yeah, I think, like you said, Conan's not going anywhere, and he still has the podcast that you get. Because Harvard's week. a bunch of clowns. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That was it. Was too easy. I didn't go to Harvard, so that's the best joke I can write. <laughs> But yeah, I think Cody, he's just so naturally funny. And that's what I hear. Like, he's just so naturally funny. Like, if you run into the streets, he'll just make you do a bit and stuff. And he's just, I think, like I said, one of the things I said before, he really helped me have be comfortable in my own skin and confidence. And he just is himself with that. And he made, he's someone who makes his assistant Sona so popular, the most famous assistant in the world. Uh, I sometimes wonder if that's really, you know, if that's actually the position that, you know, she holds. Yeah, like but I think it is. I think it's true. I think he just literally does that, and they all put up with it. Yeah, might as well be. Like I said, the most famous assistant in the world, and and he's just he was perfect for you know what the internet has come with little bits and going viral, mm-hmm. and he was always doing that in his late night days, and obviously the whole Tonight Show fiasco, and coming back to do another show for eleven straight years is a huge accomplishment, and it was a really. Oh, yeah good show and you still see get some solid numbers there's plenty of videos that have gotten over 500,000 oh, yeah. views millions like he you knows how to him. stay relevant and viral it's just it's not like he's revered revered like a Johnny Carson was but I do think well, he runs into the issue of not being on one of those main shows but I mean yeah who's I, I don't I hate to be mean because you never know but like do you think people are going to care about Fallon or Colbert the way they care about Leno Letterman or Carson not really, no. I mean, we're living in the moment, so maybe we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, did people back then think, oh, Johnny Carson's going to be looked at as a legend 20 years from now? Who knows? I don't mm-hmm. know. I think people did think that about Leno and Letterman. I think that they people did truthfully believe that they were so culturally relevant that generations upon – not generations, but, you know, like decades after their run, people would know who they were. Yeah, and, and uh, I do think the same and I don't Carson know. too. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone has that thought process. I mean, I like I said, I like Colbert. I watch his show. But I don't know if anyone's talking like that right now for any of the real late-night people. Yeah. You know? and I so think- it could just be it's not – you know what I mean? Like Conan obviously doesn't have that, but nobody does. It just might not be like that's not the era we live in anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. And remember, Conan's still very young. I think he's like – Well, yeah, they're all very young. <laughs> and he started late night at 29 like starting a yeah. major shows too and just learning how to stay relevant and being popular and just always making people laugh yeah. at the end of the day and also getting the insightful intelligence conversation as you said like the ronald reagan son in his podcast is a great example that of that one, yeah. and that's what's great and that's what's so awesome that the podcast medium can keep his career going like that and um yeah, I do think as time goes by, we'll always have the clips. Remember him, but I mean, it's I'm excited to see what he does at HBO Max. Probably, I think it's going to debut in the fall. 
And yeah, I think it's still he'll still be able to figure out how to go viral. I mean, oh, sure. Oliver yeah. stays viral with that. Bars viral to the boomers, but they're not. You know, think of that. That's my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad's dedicated to. But people Bobo. watch like again. My dad is a YouTube addict. Yeah, my dad loves you. Now he doesn't like Bamar, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't watch Bamar. He likes you know trucks and stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube, but. He uh like people who are older than us use YouTube all the time. If you can oh, get yeah, of course. numbers on YouTube, you can reach your audience. Everyone's yeah. audience is on YouTube. Exactly. Somewhere. And uh, yeah, I still expect Conan to continue for another 25 years, 20, I mean, 25 it, years. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just a cool full like circle. Said, or he'll retire show. at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> it's just a cool full circle with Conan. Um has made a great impact and you know help influence people's sense of humor and always getting something out of it and uh you know on to greener pastures for that and excited for the next step and most importantly he still has his podcast and yes picture right here for that to remember and uh <laughs> shout to conan we'll continue to uh be entertained by you 